Hello, my field daisies. We have two very special guests on the podcast today. Say hi, Ryan and Key. Hello. Sup. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Key, what is our life lesson for today? You know, I think I think I'm the oldest person in the room right now. Old as shit, dog. <laughs> I know. We're going on to 34 soon. Oh, you're 30. Oh, I thought you were 32. <laughs> I know, right? If only I could just take that one year back. But <laughs> you look so young. No, <laughs> genuinely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know you don't want to. You probably don't want to hear that. I'm forever 12. <laughs> um, but with that being said, my mantra has been: It's never too late. It's never too fucking late. So if I am turning 34 soon, I'm going to live like I'm 24. Yeah. Bam. No, I love that. I think that's, <laughs> no one's ever said that life lesson before. And I think it's so true. It's never too late to start your creative passion. It's never too late to like date again, mm-hmm. get that divorce. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's never Go to the late. second marriage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's never too late to do whatever you want to do. Yes. All right. I love that. Okay. Roll the intro music. Uh, Ryan, who's a returning guest on the podcast. What's up? And Key, who is a new guest on the podcast. Hello. Amazing. Um, so, Key, this is actually our first time meeting in person, which is great. I know. I know. Because we've only met once before. It was virtually when I was doing your podcast. So, it's like nice to like, and it's nice that we actually get to sit down in person. I always feel like in person podcasts are better than virtual ones. You can like totally agree. feel it. I feel like the same thing with like therapy, too. It's like in person therapy is always, you feel the vibe a lot more as well. I heard like uh, one time someone said like doing therapy virtually is like having sex with a condom on like it's just it does the <laughs> same job but so like and then someone also like followed up with like oh yeah if you do therapy over the phone that's just a hand job wait no that actually is a great it's it's a great <laughs> metaphor <laughs> this podcast is gonna be explicit obviously <laughs> but wait i think that's so true that's like it's it's a completely different feeling yeah, yeah, like, like you, you get the same effect at the end of the day, but, like, it just doesn't feel the same. Yeah. I will say it's, like, um, like when I was um, – because I actually have a therapist in L.A., and, like, I started out in person with her, and I'm glad, that like, I had that repertoire because then when I moved away and then – we didn't see each other for a while because this is before the pandemic. People didn't realize that you can just have a video call for things, and so I didn't see her for a bit, but then – she started doing video calls, and I'm like, I'm glad I had that repertoire with her beforehand, where I was able to see her in person, we got the vibe, and then, like, the video calls were so much better. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where, like, the metaphor falls through a little bit, because yeah. I feel like it, condom sex is never as good as in person. But, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think because you started off in person, like, mm-hmm. building that repertoire, if you start from the get-go with virtual, it just yeah. doesn't... I don't think you get the same full effect. Doesn't feel as, doesn't feel as good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Raw dogging therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like a porn ready to happen. Just Dude, my therapist, went, my therapist went on leave for like a month, and I keep telling everyone I'm just out here like freestyling life. Raw dogging life. I'm raw dogging life. No therapy, no strings attached. Like, yeah, it's a, it's been a weird world, but it's mm-hmm. only week one and a half, I guess. Wow. Yeah, I've been raw dogging life for a couple months now, actually, but it's like. I feel like I've gotten to a place in my life where I don't need therapy every week. That's good. Good for um, you. Yeah, but I'm actually seeing her for the first time in months this week because I'm in LA and I was mm-hmm. like, I just kind of want to catch up. Like this is just like she's like she's known me since like the very like since like 2017. So it's like kind of nice to like wow. catch up. 
and just let her know how I'm doing. It's like talking to an old friend, but I'm paying like 200 bucks to talk to her. That's an expensive friend. <laughs> Which I know is like insane. Um, but like, I, I don't know, she's out of pocket, but I, th- I thought she was, she's definitely been worth it. Like she's helped me grow like so much as a person, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but pro therapy, I'm glad you guys are pro therapy too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm um, okay, so like, how do we know each other? I think that's always good to say. Um, so, I don't know. We, I, you, you, you can go for it. <laughs> okay, so basically, me and Ryan met through our mutual friend, Tavi. Shout out, Tavi. Shout out. Yes, and you guys worked together. We did work together. Um, and you found out that I had a podcast, and you wanted to, like, talk about it. And then we ended up becoming, like, I think now I can say we're actually friends. Like, we we text. We, we I asked you advice about mm-hmm. um, dating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've asked you out. You've denied me. <laughs> <laughs> the, class, um, the classic friend trope. Yeah, so like clearly I'm in the friend. I know I'm self-identified. I know where I'm at basically with Daisy. I'm in the friend zone. I've got real estate here. We're chilling. Uh, uh, yeah, if, um, this is maybe like a plug for the podcast episode we did because Ryan did ask me out on my podcast live and embarrassed the fuck out of me. Yeah, she turned so red. And like I felt bad because like after I realized Daisy didn't know that I was doing a bit. Uh, I thought he was being serious at first though. And I was like, is this, are you kidding? Are you being for real and he was like no I tried to take it as far as I could until I realized like I don't think you realize I'm joking here so but the thing is like I'm gullible as shit though like I believe if you're like oh, if someone like came in here running and being like there's a fire I'd be like oh my god you're right let's let's go and then like they steal all our shit I would believe it that's, that's, that's that sounds so specific has that happened to you before like no. I was just it's my um my um stand up comedy improv skills coming out coming up with scenarios. Oh, uh, okay. I was gonna say that sounds so specific that did you get robbed at one point? <laughs> no, but I've definitely gotten to some stupid ass scenarios before. Um, but yeah, so I met Keith through Ryan. You guys have a podcast together, and I was on your podcast. Um, consciously solo. Shout out to the podcast. <laughs> Love your podcast. Yeah, it's we're going to rebrand at some point. So it, like, I think by the time this comes out, we may already have started. But Well, we, you're going to change the name? I yeah. think so. Mm, yeah. We just okay. don't know what. We yeah. we want to keep the idea of like consciously something. Mm. But we're also, we've been just spitballing names and like it, nothing's stuck yet. Yeah. You could even just call it consciously. Consciously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like I um I listened to, uh, I follow these YouTubers they had like a YouTube show called This Might Get and then it was like This Might Get Stupid This Might Get Fire This Might Get um I don't know Political and they would like do themes about it oh. um and then eventually they stopped doing it a YouTube thing and they just turned it into a podcast and they just called it This Might Get Weird because like their podcast is just about like shit talking and like being weird and stuff so like <laughs> you could just take the solo part out and just be like consciously I don't know. Idea. I, your faces are just like that's the most stupidest idea I've ever heard. I'm trying like, to hide my excitement <laughs> behind that idea because I actually do like that. Mm-hmm. But we, yeah, we just don't. We don't know, and we're not like we're in no rush, which is yeah. nice. I think we both need a break. Yeah, sure. I think that's something that like I think with creatives, it's like it's it's. I think in this fast-paced society, and where it's like everyone's like you have to produce like three videos a day in order to be relevant to get famous and whatever it's like i think that's almost like a toxic kind of culture i think you do need to take breaks sometimes in Mm -hmm. order to like have that creative energy flow again you know um 
Yeah, and speaking of flowing again, I'm staring at this cooler um, full of drinks that Key brought. Um, should we open? Because I know we're talking about opening it on the pod. I'm down to open it. You, 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 you hyped it up, so I feel like oh there's, my God. there's something cool in yeah, here. Key, you got to do a reveal. You have to do a reveal. reveal. You have to do an yeah. unboxing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, but I kind of want to surprise you, Daisy. Oh, okay. I yeah, can unbox it. Re- I'll walk it, you through that. Reveal it to her. Reveal? Okay, fine. It's like I'm... Oh, wait, no. I can unbox it. Oh, okay. Go, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> I can... I can... I can... Um, it's, it's a reveal because it's a closed box. So yes. you know what it is. I yes. have no idea what it is. Exactly. So Daisy is unzipping this orange and yellowish cooler box. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. These look amazing. Okay, so it's these really cool tall boys that I've never seen before. Is this beer? Is this seltzer? Oh, yeah. India Pale Ale, IPA. Ooh, pineapple and toasted coconut. Mm-hmm. That sounds delicious. Oh my god, these are multiple drinks. Okay, there's a hard kombucha, guava and mint, brewed with green tea. Key! I've never heard of these before. These are great drinks. Welcome okay. to LA. Yeah. I know, this literally <laughs> sounds so LA. There's another one that's a pineapple spicy mark. Holy shit, that sounds delicious too. I'm actually really hyped about this. And then the last one is an amber ale. And you know what I love about all of these? High alcohol content. Yeah, this yeah. is kind of true. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, these are so good. Yeah. Do you just are you just a connoisseur of really cool alcoholic beverages? Or is this like what you had in your fridge? I'm not gonna lie, I do <laughs> love sampling like multiple types of beverages. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've been like on a like a strong liquid phase right now. Like yeah. I'm a huge foodie, but like. Something about drinks, I'm just like, I. it's easy, yeah. you know? You just slurp it down. Wait, this is amazing. I've literally never heard of any of these brands before. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. Can I pick first? Yes, yes. This okay. is entirely intentional, too. <laughs> like, I want to choose things that you could only find on the West Coast. I've, like, I, I've, um, because I, obviously I peruse, like, the alcohol section of, um, in New York grocery mm-hmm. stores. I've never seen these brands before. Yes. Like, genuinely, I've never seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm going to go for the hard kombucha guava mint, because this has been <laughs> calling me. I usually go for a spicy mar. But like this just sounds so good. Yes. Um, which one do you want out of the three that are left? You know, um, I'm gonna go with my Seattle roots. So okay. the amber ale is actually like mm-hmm. my most favorite beer in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. Um, I carry this down from Seattle like every time I drive up. Oh like, wow! I'll get like a 12 pack and bring it down with me, and then like you know, ration it out. (laughs) So wait, this isn't even from California. You like brought this from Mm -hmm. Seattle. Yeah, you cannot find that down. Oh my God, you smuggled it here. Yes. Oh my God, amazing. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna have to have a sip of it. Yeah. Okay, wait, this is what you want? Yes. Okay, amazing. (laughs) Thank you you for bringing these drinks over. You guys have been so hospitable. (laughs) Um, I felt like you missed a complete opportunity to ice Daisy. What do you mean? Oh, the Smirnoff ice. <gasps> that would have been good. That would have been, you know, you know the yeah. ice challenge? You like you have to get down on one knee and drink the whole Smirnoff no. ice. No, I've, I've never heard of this. Oh, yeah, Key's so. an old lady. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I don't think she knows what that is. It may have been a little bit after her time. LOL. Was this like a college thing? It was a college thing where you would put like a Smirnoff ice bottle. Uh-huh. Like if whoever finds it, the rule is you have to get down on one knee oh. and just chug it, right? Okay. Have you seen like videos of this on like TikTok and stuff? Not lately. I I feel like it's kind of a dying thing amongst the younger generations, but like I feel like millennials are very much like. I think there's like a a specific (laughs) year of millennials that used to do it. Yeah, I still do it. I do it to my roommate. I one time put it in his bathroom and he just has never moved it out of his bathroom because he doesn't want to acknowledge that a green Smirnoff ice is in his bathroom. Wait. Well, I mean, obviously it's in the bathroom. I don't think I would want to chug a drink in there anyway. Yeah. (laughs) All the bathroom particles in your mouth while you're chugging. Uh, disgusting. Yeah. The flu. Yeah, I still I still do it to my friends, like, you know, in the right occasion. Like, mm-hmm. if we're going out, like, someone's going to get iced. 
Yeah. Nice. I mean, like, why not? Ice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it's a verb. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I've spoken into existence. You're gonna get iced. <laughs> well, now <laughs> Ryan's gonna ice you. It's yeah. Like, oh, great. <laughs> I feel like she'll be easy. There, I have some friends that know my tricks now. Like, they're very like, I ain't doing that shit. Yeah. Um, but okay, Key, do you want to potentially open these together? Yes. Can you do a little ASMR moment? Okay. okay. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Now I have to like sharpen it. Kidding. <laughs> Okay, cheers. Cheers. Ah, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. You can um, drink water because you're boring. <laughs> um, Ryan is on a health kick right now, which I totally respect. Yeah. Um, I definitely should be on one as well, but um, it's nice to have an occasional beverage. Yes. I'll, yeah. I'll get on them when I'm back. Gonna get back to New York. I had a I had a drink last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I went on a date. Oh. I mean, I kind of regret going on the date because, like, I would if I didn't go, I would have a drink now. <laughs> And I could have played basketball yesterday. I missed out on that. Yeah. It's like, I think it's like, because you never know if a date is going to be a hit or a miss. And like when it's a miss, you're like, damn, I could have used my time so much more wisely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is the risk with dating for sure. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. But um, do you want to try this? But I don't know if you care about switching jerks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do not mind. Okay. (laughs) I want to try yours. That's why I asked. Um, This is like smuggled beer from Seattle. So I got to try it. Mm. Mm -hmm. This one is my favorite from this line. Oh, you've tried that one before. Yeah, um, I was volunteering. Yeah, I um, like this a lot. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, are you a beer gal? I do like beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like a good craft beer. I don't ah. know, like, really like a Budweiser PBR. I think we've had this conversation before. You gave me Bud Light because it was in your... <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, I'm calling you out right now. Time out. You gave me Bud Light. I did. Oh, no. I did, but that was that was not my Bud Light. Oh, no. It was someone left it in my fridge, which is why I gave it. I needed to drink it. I would not have drank it otherwise. Oh, no. So, okay, fair. Um, shout out to my friends um, Maggie and Alex stayed at, the plate, at my place, and Alec had left them at my house. Yep. So <laughs> that's why they were there. But the light, oh. It, you're not a true no. cheap beer connoisseur until you go to a like you know a pub or whatever, and you order the cheapest shit there. Yeah. With pride. Yeah. I'm a PBR dude. Yeah, because I remember um, we were talking about that. You, you're good. I mean, honestly, PBR is not that bad. It's not that yeah. bad. I think it's because I'm from the South, and so I'm like, I I don't mind PBR. Yeah. yeah. Now, all my friends think I'm disgusting. <laughs> and to them, I'm like, I pay half the price for my beer, and yet we still have the same good good old time. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, maybe it's just like, I in my mind, because it's more expensive, I'm like, this has to be better. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's literally just a marketing ploy mm-hmm. in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if a PBR is more than like six bucks, I'm like, I'm not going to pay for it. Honestly, that's fair too. Oh, because that's PBR. You can get that really cheap at the grocery store. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have like a drink of choice? Uh, I think right now I'm in a like martini phase. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. I'll do like a dry martini, uh, mm-hmm. vodka, um, two olives. Nice. I like a good dirty martini because I like a savory drink, I think. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a drink? You, are you just a beer beer gal? You know, beers are usually like my first. Um, but like if I had to go with like a mixed drink, mm-hmm. something that's gin based. Yeah. Especially in like this summertime. Like I want something that's like cool and refreshing. Mm. And, yeah. Have you had um, Empress gin before? No. It's the the purple gin that like oh, you just color with citrus. I have. And I've had it in New York. That was the first time I had it. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it is like a New York thing or something, but like, yeah, I, I genuinely really like it a lot. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is maybe a good segue into like talking about what we want to talk about in this podcast. It's just like creative endeavors in general. So I am actually kind of curious. Key, you're a painter. Um, Ryan, you're an influencer. No, I'm, 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 I'm just I'm kidding. Not, I'm just I kidding. Not, <laughs> <call me that. laughs> 
he got triggered. Oh my god, I'm about to walk out this podcast. You ever had anyone walk out? Because that's about to happen. Oh, okay, just kidding, just kidding. You're not in. You are um, an event corp, an event connoisseur. I don't know. How, oh, what, what, what should I call your title? An inventor? No, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I just a creator. <laughs> a creator. I, yeah, or I guess a creative. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you do like these really cool coffee meetups, um, where people like have like these conversations together, and like so maybe like I don't know, coffee connoisseur, um, event host, meetup person, blah blah blah. Something um, like something to something that. Something like that. Yeah. But I'm curious for both of you guys, did you go to school at all for this? Or like how did you get into the create like how did you get into painting? How did you get into um, coffee content creation, like meetups and stuff like that? You wanna go wanna first? Go first? <laughs> well no. when I was a wee one. <laughs> no, I mean I I've always been like scribbling on shit since I was like a young, young child mm-hmm. <laughs> trouble from the star <laughs> did you take drawing classes when you were younger oh, no God. not at all no i just like i just picked up like a crayon or something to just like fuck up the walls fuck up my books um yeah Wait, i feel like that takes some talent though like because i i took like this figure drawing class when i was in new york and it was like this very stereotypical like what you see in a movie like naked person and you're just sitting there drawing or whatever <laughs> and I was like wow I'm not good at this like my drawings were horrific I can show you uh, but I think it like it like takes talent to be able to just like naturally know how to draw so you just like we're naturally born to be creative that's what it is I don't I don't know like I always wonder about it if it's like something environmental oh sorry my dog he's saying hello too um but if it's like something that's like innate or something that's environmental I do wonder about that because no one in my family is like creative at all like they don't they don't paint they don't draw they don't do any music um i mean like my dad will like read a shit ton yeah but like nothing else but they're like how the hell did this happen (laughs) so when did you first like consider yourself to be like a painter then you know i never really took it seriously until i moved down here to la Mm. yeah so every like every now and then i would just like pick up a paintbrush and then like start painting just because like i was like oh i have this idea i'm gonna put on a canvas like we just need a painting up on the wall Mm -hmm. um but like that was just by the wayside i was like so deep into like corporate life um but then i moved here and there's like this whole headspace for myself to just make time for myself Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of yeah. yeah. Do you think if you wouldn't have moved to LA, you wouldn't have gotten so deeply involved with painting? Honestly, yeah. I, I do think like if you move to a certain environment, it will foster certain things and behaviors that you like kind of like want up to alert to. You know? Yeah. Like, Wait, I think that's like a really good point because I feel like when I moved to New York, I really started committing to like publishing poetry and like committing to acting and stuff. And I think the environment had a lot to do with that because I ended up meeting a lot of people that were in the industry and like were creatives. And I was like, oh, like I, this is a part of me that I want to explore as well. So I think that is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ryan, what about you? What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> he was not paying attention at all. He well, was I, so was, I was waiting for her to talk about E-Honda's dicks pics that you were drawing. Oh my God. You're, you're leaving that out. You gotta, oh, you gotta talk I about know. That. Yeah. So I actually had this like, looking back on it, I could like definitely see how I was so annoying to my classmates and stuff. But I would have this habit of just drawing on my classmates like their assignment papers. Uh-huh. Like we'd be going over our homework or something like that. I'm just like bored as shit, like not paying attention in class. In high school, middle school, both. <laughs> <laughs> it was a habit that went on into college. <laughs> Um, and 
the time, I don't know. Do you have you played Street Fighter? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know E Honda? I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the big sumo wrestler, mm-hmm. a character from that um, video game, and it just came. It just dawned on me. Like I just want to draw him with mm-hmm. his dick hanging outside of it. <laughs> I forgot what the fuck it's called. The little the the, the waist yeah 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 banana thing. And he's just like raising his arms and saying, "E Honda, love you long time." That's that's what I drew on somebody's homework assignment. And then after we graded it, yeah, I took it home. I asked for it, and it's in a memory box. Wait, I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right, it's over here dying. I scanned it too. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, when you become like a famous painter. That's going to come out. You know how, like... Um, That's going to be an NFT. Yeah. No, literally. Like, you know how, like, in MoMA and stuff, like, they have, like, these... Or, um, like, initial drawings from Van Gogh, like, from his sketchbooks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be you and, this, and the naked sumo guy. Man. It'll be some, like, pop culture reference type of thing. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. That was... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised I like kept it for that long, to be honest. I mean, that's almost a 20-year-old drawing. You still have it? Yeah. It's wow. in a memory box. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think you should just get it tatted at some point. Oh, my know. God. <laughs> Maybe you should. No. If you like, lose a bet. No, I'm not going to lose any bet. To, no, 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 no. Okay. Um, okay, cool. Um, so, so you don't have to avoid the question. Yeah, what was the question again? So the question was, um, <clears throat> did you take any classes in, in creativity? Like, in, like, so let's say you're like a video content creator. Did you take any classes or did you just kind of learn how to do it by yourself? Uh, okay, so indirect answer to this question is um, in high school, I played a lot of basketball. Um, and I actually had, went through like a really bad injury for like two years. Um, and I needed something to do, so I got, I couldn't take PE, so they put me in like electives, and I got put in digital photography. And that was the first time like someone gave me a camera, and like for extra credit, uh, my teacher was like, hey, I need some yearbook photos, can you go take some photos? And then I'll just give you extra credit for the photo class. And I did that, and I like absolutely fell in love with it. So then I paid more attention to like the structure of like photography, so like learned about composition, lighting, um, value like all like the technical details and then I use that to apply towards like video and yeah. so I tried to do a couple of videos in like 2011 2012 before like social media really came out and I think that now if I had learned those skills in short form media was a thing I would have thrived in social media I feel like I was just a little too early to the game and then when I went to college like I was very much like just trying to take as many photos as possible doing freelance work um, doing a lot of grad photos. So I felt like I have the experience of photography, but not videography really, because some things do translate, but I don't know a lot about video. Um, but simple short form uh, content actually is very applicable or using photography like standards for short form content is very applicable. So it transfers really nicely. Nice. Cause yeah, I do really enjoy like your Instagram reels and stuff like that of like you making coffee, like really aesthetically. I've talked about this in our podcast as well. Um, but yeah, there's something I didn't, I forgot to mention. You are a photographer. Like when I went to your place, you literally have a wall of all your photography because yeah. you're so narcissistic and so conceited. And yeah. You just I, your own art. Well, <laughs> to me, it's actually like a money thing. Like why would I pay money for someone else's art? With, no, hundred percent. If yeah. I don't even have, like if I can print up my own stuff and whatnot, like why can't I put it up in my own place I want my work to be out in public at some point 
uh, it like, would be great. But if I can't get it out in public, where's the only place that I can put it up? Yeah. No, but also, I'm just kidding, by the way. I truly loved your gallery wall. Like, it was the, all the photos you chose were very aesthetic, really cool. Like, I would totally buy that as a set to put in my house, like, Ooh. genuinely. Thank you. Wait, you, I don't know if you want to monetize stuff like this, but yeah, you could, um, you know how like on, um, even like Amazon or Etsy, they like sell like these photograph sets where you can like literally buy it and like put it up on your, I would literally buy like your wall and like put it in my house. I have, there is one set that like I've always wanted to monetize and mm -hmm. I like haven't just gone and done it, yeah. but it was a photo series from Hawaii. Mm. Uh, but it's all like same color schemes. Uh, like I, the center one that I showed you were double exposure. That's the main one. But then there are two side ones. Nice. Oh my God. I'm going to have to ask your advice on creating a photo wall. Cause I really do want to do one. Just fucking print your shit. Go to Ikea. Get the fra <laughs> frames from Ikea are stupid cheap. They are. And then yeah. pairing with like some things from Amazon, like all that, that whole wall is probably like maybe like $300. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not, not necessarily more the monetary or like the DIY, but more of just like how to choose like the right composition. Cause I feel mm -hmm. like for me, it's like having that eye for photography mm -hmm. is uh, like having a design eye in general. I feel like I'm still working on. Yeah. Know? It's work in progress. I, all those photos that are probably taken like three, four years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get back into it. I just haven't like had the inspiration to like shoot anything different, but when I do travel, that's when I'm usually like, okay, let's go. Let's take some photos. Yeah, for sure. And like, yeah, I think it's like, because we were talking earlier about like, you know, finding those like moments of inspiration as a creative. Um, I think me, me and Yuki were talking about how like, I feel like for me, like this is a time where I feel um, the most inspired to, to, you know, do poetry and to do like acting and stuff like that. And I've never had like this energy before. Damn, who broke your heart? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Daisy's getting all red again. Oh no! Oh no! But wait, it is actually so true though. I got my heart broken last year, and that's when I started doing all the all writing, really publishing that all those um, intimate emotional uh, writings that I had. So that's actually really true. But you know what? It's like. Um, from all the ashes, like bloom the phoenix, or whatever bullshit you want to say, that <laughs> it ended up being a bad thing, but it ended up, I think, at the end of the day, being exactly what I needed because I need I I needed sort of that heartbreak to kind of literally be a catalyst into my creativity. So shout out to my ex for getting me um, for breaking my heart. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Kate, you mentioned like you were also kind of in like this creative flow as well. Like, what do you think triggered it for you? Was it also a heartbreak? <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes and no. Mm -hmm. I mean, like when I moved down here, that's when yeah. I got out of my seven-year relationship. Mm. So I mean, like I, I think like that not occupying occupying my like head and heart space anymore like allowed my my own self-love to like kind of flood through. Yeah. Um, but I think in the past like month or so. Okay, so I just got a job. Key has I, a job. I just got, got a job. job. I got a fucking job. And I feel like this fucking burning desire to just not fucking do it anymore. And I, I think that is what's like been like just burning inside of me. Like I, I just have like this fire engine just going off and within me just like just fucking paint, 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 paint so you can get yourself fuck out of corporate. Mm, yeah. yeah. So I think it's just like, I feel very motivated to get out of that, that lifestyle. Cause like, I know for sure now that it's not 
for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally feel that. Like, I think it's like my, and I hope, I don't know if my coworkers are really going to listen to this. I do love my job very much. I love working in fashion tech. Um, but like if I could have like my heart of heart desire, like dream job, I would love to just write poetry full time mm-hmm. and like get paid to do that. Like, can you imagine like being able to travel the world and like your only job is to just paint? Like, yes. that's the dream. That's the dream. Yeah. So, um, but what about you, Ryan? Like, uh, do you have... What's, what's the question? <laughs> I'm paying attention, but like... These no, no, no. Qu- I was yeah. going to say, like, this isn't really a question um, that we were at, but I, I do want to pose to you is that, like, would you... Do you like the idea of like kind of doing a both, like a hybrid mix of being in corporate and doing creative, or would you? I, 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 hopefully, your employers don't listen to this. But. Well, I mean, they don't, I don't care. Um, <laughs> like, okay, I I like routine, so I do like working a job. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> as much as I say like I hate working, like it does give me like a sense of like you know responsibility and con- contribution to society in some ways. But like, I would like to own my own business and like be able to own like what I'm working on but at the same time I do enjoy what I do like I think I've grown into it and like I've made a career for myself like I know that what I'm capable of and I know what's next uh, do I want to do this forever fuck no but <laughs> like it pays the bills I feel like I'm pretty fortunate in like a good position so would I want to do art full time probably not because I'm not that great at it like, I don't know <laughs> don't tell yourself short yeah well like if I if I knew I had the ability to monetize like creativity I feel like that would be easier sell of like yeah I want to go towards it but I feel like I've dipped my toes into so many different things that I am comfortable doing trying all these things and figuring out what's like my favorite or whatnot but like mm-hmm. was it a mass like I'm not a master of one like I'm a master of none yeah jack of all trades type person and like I'm really starting to lean into that yeah I love that yeah I feel like it's like I'm kind of in kind of in a similar boat where like I genuinely do really love what I'm doing like I love product marketing I love tech and I love I feel like I finally found like the career which I can excel at really well so Honestly, like I could, so I could see myself being happy doing both at the same time, mm-hmm. like um, doing my career in tech, but also still doing the creative stuff. Because um, I feel like I am also like a jack of many trades, mm-hmm. um, and like I've kind of leaned into that more as well. And like, um, it's like it's like I feel like I'm kind of this year really figuring out exactly what I want to do creatively. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been hopping around. Like I was in a poetry kick for a couple months. Now I feel like I'm um, transitioning more into like focusing on voiceover stuff, um, and then yeah, just kind of seeing like where my passions flow, and I think that's kind of like the fun part of being creative, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I'm in the same boat, like mm-hmm. trying to do stand up, trying to do coffee content, trying to do like coffee club with Key, trying to run a podcast, trying to do a coffee pop up, like all this shit. Like it's been fun, and like I want that flexibility to be able to try different things. Yeah. And it's really cool to like meet people like that are very like-minded because I've I've met people that you know are just focused on creative or just focused on corporate world and it's nice meeting people that kind of do a bit of both because mm-hmm. I think it's like a very interesting breed I think because I feel a lot of people I don't know like I, I feel like I've met a lot of people in both buckets but not necessarily two that like do both of them at the same time I mm-hmm. guess yeah. I for some reason I don't think many people stay doing it for like you know living in two different worlds for a long time I think at some point one kind of takes over the other. So I don't like I want to talk to other people who are probably a little bit older and probably more established in like their side projects to understand like how do they balance it out and at what points did they lean in more to the creative side and what points did they draw back and were like 
I got to focus on like my career. Yeah, that's actually a good point because I feel like um, at least people that I know that are older in the corporate world, it's like they have like, a really heavy corporate identity, and then at, for fun, they have like a side band that they do occasionally yeah. or something. Okay, you know? so like there's someone that I actually have in mind that I think about this, and I like mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go talk to her about it. She's a comedian, um, Leslie Liao, but you look on her LinkedIn, she like is in HR at like Netflix. But she's been like touring the country and stuff and she does all this stuff and i'm like at what point did she make the conscious choice of like i want to spend more time with comedy and is she still doing both like oh, that's my burning question like it's on their fucking linkedin uh talking to like or hearing other comedians and their like uh career progression or like uh through comedy like fumi was like i'm gonna quit my job at some point and pursue comedy full time like how do you know well i guess you never really know when you're ready but like at what point have they done it and like why and like yeah. what was the motivating factor like what's the impetus of them making the transition over yeah 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 like, sure because like at some point i would like my coffee side projects to become like a full-time job granted like once i'm going more like the product route but like at what point am i going to be like hey i'm going to go into this full-time and be a starving artist in some ways hmm. um or can i still do tech yeah, because you said, like, this person does both. Like, they do com- like comedy as well, well as, right? I don't know. Oh, like, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe they're not. Wait, maybe I'm, it's just I'm on going, LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm stalking people on LinkedIn. So, yeah. yeah. But also, I think it's, like, we live in an age where you can, like, create your own path as well. It's, like, you know, it's, like, if you want to do both, why not? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but I think that's, like, a good segue um, into, like, shouting out. Because you shouted out, what's this person's name again? Leslie Liao. Leslie Liao. Okay. Um, are there any other people, products, things you guys want to sincerely shout out? Well, we did <laughs> talk about this a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. And it's the toilet paper. <laughs> and interesting tidbit, though. Um, toilet paper. I My heritage is not Korean, but I learned this from my roommate who was. Maru saying hello again. Um my roommate, my former roommate back in college, um, she's Korean, and every time that any of our friends moved into a new apartment, she would say that there is a tradition to give them toilet paper, to give them something like something functional and something very like, you know, comforting to your ass. <laughs> Not her words, my own words, but, <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, it's it's like a housewarming gift basically. Nice. Um, like that's a tradition. So I kind of like carry that on, um, but now I just have an excess amount of toilet paper. So thank you. Who gives a crap? Um, making toilet paper out of bamboo. Mm-hmm. Yes. So do you purposely order extra toilet papers that you have some to give away? I freaking forgot. Like, <laughs> I, it's like a huge fucking box, too. Yeah. And, like, my apartment is, like, not that big. Mm-hmm. So it's got to go somewhere. It's got to wipe somebody's ass. Yeah. Yeah. It's wiping my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I feel like it's, like, I was even talking to you about this earlier. It's, like, I would love someone to give me toilet paper as a gift. Because I yeah. feel like, especially, like, um, living in an apartment, it's, like, sometimes you just forget to buy toilet paper. It's, like, you can never have too much. I feel like when I was living with my parents, it's, like, for some reason, it's, like, an endless supply of toilet paper. <laughs> but I feel like as an adult, it, like, starts to dwindle. Yes. As, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and also I love the fact that it's eco-friendly mm-hmm. and it's made of bamboo. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. You should find out which of your friends you single-ply and give it to them. No, literally, change their life. Dude, oh people who God. buy single-ply toilet paper probably don't recycle. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just don't give a shit about, like, the people around them and, like... No pun intended. Yeah. Or they don't care about their ass, either. Single-ply yeah. is the worst to wipe with. And you use a lot more of it, too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also like it's just like it's it's when I think of single ply toilet paper, I think of gas station bathrooms. Oh 
Oh my god, yeah. Ooh, Do you want your home experience to feel like a gas station bathroom? Get single ply toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, random fact though, on the topic of like things in a bathroom, like did you know the Midwest doesn't use toilet seat covers? Yeah, you're, you're telling me about this. Yeah. What, what do you mean? Can you confirm? So, yes. Well, I'm from the South. Oh, we used okay. to slow people. Well, uh, well, okay, wait, time out. <laughs> she had to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, time out. I would say that it's available in the bathrooms, but I've always just like put down toilet paper on the seat as a toilet cover. No, yeah. it's it's not available. Not so, I, okay, so for context, two weeks ago, I drove cross country with my brother. And every stop of the way from Kansas City all the way to Sacramento, yeah, to Sacramento, there were no toilet seat covers. Do you use them? Yeah, I do. I literally never use them. I yeah. never. You know, okay, so Japanese. That <laughs> That's very on brand. Don't need to brag that you got like, you know, the thighs to do that. Some people like me who are normal don't. But like, I, if if it's not there, I'm gonna use toilet paper to cover it up because I'm not a fucking you know weirdo. I mean, I I always I just I never even think about seat covers. I always just use toilet paper. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm a bougie bitch, but like, it's something that I noticed. And then I asked my brother. I was like, Hey, did you notice there's no toilet seat covers like in the bathrooms and stuff? And he was like, Yeah, like it's pretty normal out here. Apparently, it's like the Midwest just doesn't use it. So now I'm convinced that everyone in the Midwest is their asses are just. Gross. Gross. Oh, Wait, time out. Now that I'm trying to think about it, it's like, I actually, okay, I'm going back to Alabama in September. I'll make a note to notice, because now that I'm thinking about it, maybe we don't, because I never really noticed, because I always just use toilet paper, yeah. and I'm thinking of the bathrooms that I went to in Alabama, I'm like, I don't think we do have seat covers, now yeah. that I'm thinking about it. I think, okay, granted, apparently, allegedly, at a molecular level, they don't, do, they don't do shit, mm-hmm. but it's just peace of mind. Yeah. And now I don't have a peace of mind knowing that everyone in the Midwest is their asses are just fucking dirty. Well, wait, I feel like it's like, because sometimes it sounds, this is getting really gross, but sometimes people like pee on the cup. Like, this yeah. Thing, you, you, I would like to just even see just to make sure that there's no wet spots. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'm in the same boat because sometimes I pee on the toilet. Like, and I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I do it intentionally. Exactly. It, yeah, you know, sometimes you miss. Or yeah. Like, mm-hmm. No, that's fair. Um, how do you guys feel about bidets? Oh, oh, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. I that like if I were well, Japanese as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Like I would want a bidet on every fucking toilet. That, yeah. that would be yes, my yeah. public health initiative yeah. for the whole fucking country. <laughs> nothing Holy wrong with shit. nothing wrong yeah. with a little booty tickle. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I used to be so scared of the booty tickle, and then I actually did it, and I was like, this is fantastic. <laughs> Everyone should try a bidet at some point. It, oh yeah. It's the best. It's the best. But the thing is, like, I still. Like, I, people say that it's more eco-friendly, but I still clean up with toilet paper after. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You want to know what could be more eco-friendly that isn't talked about enough? Yeah. Is that everyone should shave their asshole. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Think about it. <laughs> Shit gets stuck to your anus hairs. Yeah. If that were not there, shit would just slide off. <laughs> he is dying right next to me Wait. thinking about this. But yes... As a male, I have a shit ton of hair my, around my rim. Mm-hmm. If I shave it off, like <laughs> only one or two pieces of toilet paper at max. Yeah. So wait, is this your PSA to all guys to shave their ass? I don't know if girls have hairy buttholes, but like, if you do, I'm just saying, go get it laser hair removed. Yeah. You know, um, no, okay. Well, okay, actually, no, like most estheticians. Yeah, estheticians or waxers. They will rip it off for you for free. 
Really? Yeah. I, I, well, I, I pay to get a bikini wax. Yeah. And that's included. Yes, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They're like, we'll do that for, for free. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying laser hair removal, just, you know, a couple yeah. times. Yeah. I will say, like, I... <laughs> I didn't I I just recently started doing bikini waxes but I've up until then I never shaved my ass but I don't think I have a very hairy asshole but like I don't know I've never really checked down there you know yeah so but that's good to know it's good PSA Um, if you meet a guy whose ass is just shaven (laughs) he's very clean he talks to his mom and he probably knows how to cook really well is, is, yeah. that your, is that your um, sincere shout out? Um, razors to shave your ass? Manscaped. Manscaped. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Very great product, by the way. What is manscaping? Uh, it's just body shavers. Like, it's the branding of, like, you know, shave down there and everything. But Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like It's like a movement. Yeah. Yeah. Or it, it's like, yeah, actual brand or whatever. But if you look at the razors, they're just body trimmers. Oh, oh, so it's an actual brand. Yeah, it's an actual brand. I thought you were saying like manscaping just in general as a concept. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, all guys should manscape. Like, 100%. Con- conceptually, yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, if, they're, if you expect anyone to go down on you, your shit so, better be nice. Yeah, literally. Like, this is, like, so... We're definitely rating this pocket. All of my... With you are so explicit. <laughs> like, literally. Um, like, I had a friend who was talking about how she had sex with this guy. And, like, his dick was, like, really small. Um, and he had a really hairy bush. And she was like, if he would have just trimmed, would have given him an extra three inches. Damn. Damn. So, for all the guys that just have... A, a grower, not a shower. Um, sh- manscape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Illusion, mind over matter. <laughs> you know? No, literally. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Um, let's, let's, I don't even have a good segue into this. Let's, let's, let's get away from this topic. Let's get away. Okay, great. Love I asked our her before, I asked her this morning, I was like, Daisy, are you ready for this? Because uh, <laughs> I feel like, because I told her we, we're more unhinged outside of our podcast i think so too yeah, yeah. and my podcast is very unhinged like it's, it's funny i actually have this podcast on my linkedin <laughs> oh it's over i mean right. but the thing is like it's never been brought up in corporate setting never been brought up um yeah i've never had it brought up in interviews or anything like that i think it's like people look at it but they don't really listen which i honestly maybe that's why i feel like it's a safe space for me to just have mm-hmm. i don't know Maybe that's why I feel so comfortable talking about small dicks and shaving your ass. <laughs> but honestly, I don't know. The way I kind of look at it, too, is that if they really cared that much, then I wouldn't want to work with them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Same. No, 100%. I actually agree with that as well. Like, I even, like, even told a coworker today about my podcast. I was like, listen to it. It's great. <laughs> I mean, I, I, um, I um, even before this, I did, like, a podcast with someone who works in AI. So, like, I do, I do professional ones, too. The like, range is just <laughs> No, literally, my my podcast is just an evolution of of just random of who I am. It's it's really encompasses my jack of all trades personality for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but okay, we're gonna transition now because I know we've been talking for forty five minutes, and I bet you guys are getting fatigued. Oh, um, I didn't realize. Yeah, not at yeah. all. Okay, cool. We can keep going. Okay, well, we have one more segment left, um, which is media obsessions. So, what are you guys obsessed with currently in the media? Media wise. What have yum, I been yum, yum, looking yum. at? I'm sure I have been like Wikipediaing some weird ass shit and like, going down like a rabbit hole at like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also like, um, do you like, do you, are you watching anything on TV? I finished 
um, the idol. What's the idol? It's the Sam Levinson and The Weeknd um, TV show. <laughs> it sounded <laughs> sound like someone farted. <laughs> That can be um, a media obsession. I don't know if you're like. It wasn't really an obsession. It was just really fucking awful. It was a bad. Um, do you know um, what's it called? Um, Euphoria. Yeah, yeah. That's the same producer director guy, Sam Levinson, and then The Weeknd. Mm-hmm. Then they made this show about like the the glamorization of becoming like a singer or an idol. Mm. It has um, Johnny Depp's daughter in it. And Wait, I think I might have heard of this. Yeah. yeah. It's just so fucking bad, though. It's bad? It's so bad. <laughs> like, I okay. Thought, yeah. We don't have to shout it out. How about this? How about I ask you guys, is there, if you were on a deserted island mm. and you could only bring one movie or TV show, what would you bring? Mm. Oh, easy. Okay. Malcolm in the Middle. Really? Yeah. I like that. What? Yeah. yeah. Why? The, because the range on Malcolm in the Middle is absurd. Frankie Muniz, when he was young, great. Absolutely great. Um, Hal, the Brian Cranston, mm-hmm. Walter White from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, and it's just a good, it's a good, like, you know, family sitcom. But as it gets older and o- older, they address, like, specific issues in a very subtle way. Mm. And, like, as a middle child, I relate to a lot of the shit that, yeah. like, Malcolm mm. has. And, like, I, the whole show is based on the premise that the middle child is the unsung, like, genius of a family and unrecognized. But they are in their own way of achieving success because they're obsessed with attention. Mm. And it's also eight seasons, so you know that shit. Yeah, I always, I always like whenever I ask, I say movie and TV show, but I judge you if you pick movie because I'm just like, you don't. If you're on there for so long, don't you want a TV show that yeah. you can like have more range to watch? Um, but it's interesting because I've never watched Malcolm in the Middle all the way through because I only watched it on cable. Yeah. Um, so maybe I have to sit down and actually watch it all the way through. See, some of the later episodes are like it's so they get so deep into like specific things. Like one episode, they go to Burning Man. Which like yeah. to the to the public eye, that's like, oh, what's that? But if you been, you know what Burning Man is, you're like, they did a whole episode on Burning Man. That's wow. cool. I like yeah. that. I didn't know that. Nice. Yeah. There, yeah. there, there, there's so many episodes like that. I think Frank Frankie Muniz was just great as a child actor too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wide range for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, there's so many different relationships into it. Like the, they all have a like mom issues, like mm-hmm. all of them. But then the, there's the oldest child and his relationship. To yeah. the younger children. I love Neil Patrick Harris as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't he in it? He is not in it. Wait, That's just wait. another white guy. <laughs> That's hilarious. Are you That's sure? <laughs> it's okay. All white people look alike. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know the, the older brother, Francis. That's the one who you think is yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. That's oh, not. That's I, not Neil Patrick Harris. I always thought that it was Neil Patrick Harris. Who is that? No, I, I don't know. He's in some other stuff, but he's not that big. Are you sure? Yeah, no, I. This I'm, is blowing my mind. Okay, I believe you because I was gonna. Yeah, no. I was gonna fact check you, but I believe you. No, it's it's not Neil Patrick. The only other famous person is Eric Persullivan, but he's mm. compared to Frankie Muniz and Brian Cranston. Everyone else is like drop off. Gotcha. Like no one's that famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut that part out. My ignorance. <laughs> oh no, it's all good. It's, it's all, all fun. good. All right, I'm gonna switch topic. Key, what is your answer? <laughs> 
no fucking idea right now, and I'm getting buzzed off of this beer. So <laughs> I think it's like totally like the, the thinking. Like I'm the loading screen right now. Like the fucking rainbow pinwheel of like death is like just going on and on right now. No, you're totally good. We've also wow. been talking for like 50 minutes, so I appreciate you guys for powering through. Um, is there anything else you want to plug or shout out before we end the podcast? Nisei week. <laughs> Nisei week is next week. What's Nisei week? It's a Japanese-American pageant that Aww. happens annually. My brother's running it, so we've been like talking about it. Oh, that's but so cool. We're, we're both volunteering for it. Wait, I feel like that's a great media obsession. That's amazing. Is it going to be like publicized anywhere or is it like a live event? It's on it's on IG. Like they do have yeah. they've been promoting it a lot. It's like very much to the JA community here in yeah. LA because it's like regional. Mm-hmm. So, it's like all over like little Tokyo and stuff. Wait, that's amazing. So, is it like a beauty pageant or is it like a Technically, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. This has been like long standing like I don't know like 100 years almost. Yeah. Something like that. It's but, like like the concept of a Japanese beauty pageant has been around for 800 years. Yeah, and it's like to, according to region too. So like they have one in SF, uh, like mm-hmm. Seattle, like all over. So this nice. is just one of them. This is probably the biggest one though on the West Wait, Coast. Wait, that's amazing. How long has it been running in LA? Hundred something years. And is is your brother? Of course, your brother hasn't been running it for a hundred years. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> he, I think he picked it up like two three years ago. Like he got on the board and then he just has continued to help run it. That's amazing. That's so cool. I love that. I think that's a perfect... That, that can be your shout <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, well, love y'all. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hope you have a daisy day. Bye.